honest with you, uh, I hate grade cricket. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Great Cricketer Podcast. On today's show, the Sheffield Shield is back, Pezzy lad. We're talking Nisa Fifers, Pope Fifers, Siddles Proxide Salad, Slubwegs' Slug, Marnus hitting hundreds, AA hitting hundreds. But the main question is, can we fuck the picket fence off so we can get the ball back? Glenn Maxwell almost hits a six in the IPL on Sawag, doesn't rate him. Coley is good again for now. Sunil Narayan chucks it. Ben Stokes is back and Joffre gets an Xbox. And we're talking an English invasion in the BBL this summer and what that'll mean for Bearstow's stories. Adam Gilchrist is on the show to discuss winning 21 times in a row, captaining IPL teams, losing World Cup rings, and checking the paper to see which grade teams have made the finals. Hashtag AskTJC involves Flintoff, Trump, and Tate Ball, identity issues, and how to get recognised in fifth grade. This episode is brought to you by Budgie Smuggler, where you can get your customised bucket hats using the code CHAMP at checkout. That's budgiesmuggler.com. You can also check out exclusive content every single week at patreon.com forward slash grade cricketer. My name is Ian Higgins, and I'm joined by Pezzy Lad. Sam Perry, how are you, Pezzy Lad? And I'm great. And another wonderful intro from you. Can I just add one thing to it as well for those? What's happened? For those who love this narrative, and it's the only narrative in the IPL worth following. Gilchrist also talks to us about mancads. His view on mancads. <laughs> he runs the rule over Ponting v Ashwin in yep. the Alpha Wars that are going on, and uh, you might be surprised at the approach. <laughs> and if you see this, uh, if you see those those words turn up. Across various cricket websites, well, don't say TGC doesn't break news. Just stop saying it. Hey, Pez, I want to start the question with some news that was sent in to us uh, from Sheehan Damasina. He sent us in via Instagram, uh, fan of the show. It uh, comes from a, an article written in by the uh, Hindustan Times. Uh, and let me read it as follows. Uh, Medusa Gajir, I believe his name is, stands at seven feet six inches tall and hopes to overtake Muhammad Irfan as a tall, as a tallest bowler to play international cricket. Right. Uh, Gujar was part of the player development program at Pakistan Super League side Lahore Qalandars Kwan- uh, last year and has been sharpening his skills to realise his dream of playing cricket for his country. He says, "My height is a blessing, as I can run faster." And be the fastest bowler. He was quoted as saying by Mail Online. I started training. Uh, I started training seven months ago to become a bowler, but because of the COVID nineteen pandemic, there is a pause. I hope one day I will be the tallest bowler in the world. <laughs> the tallest bowler presently in the world is Irfan, but unlike the left arm pacer, Gujar is Peza. He's a spinner. I was the tallest. In, I was the tallest child in school and in the neighbourhood. I was already six foot tall when I was ten. And by the time I was in high school, I was above seven feet tall. My parents were worried that I kept growing. <laughs> they were not able to understand why I was growing taller than my siblings and if, it, and if it will later cause me any troubles. People now meet me with a smile. They are in awe of me. It makes me feel good. I feel special. I may have trouble doing things like a normal person, but my height is God's gift and I'm thankful to him. I am popular and I enjoy the attention. Now, this is hitting some real KPIs here, Pez, straight off the bat. I mean, the guy's seven foot six and he's rolling out some offies. So there's that. Yep. Um, Where do you want to (laughs) – you know, have you ever been seven foot six? (laughs) (laughs) Look, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, when when we came across this article – it certainly piqued my interest for for the reasons you say. There's a lot, lot of KPIs being ticked there. Sure. So yeah, like I look, look um, I scoured the footage, scout footage for him. I don't know if you've done that. Have you had a look at? Have you had I've only look? seen a photo. He's a big boy. Have you had a look at it? He's yeah. a big boy. Yeah. Look, I'm 
I'm going to go ahead and say, like, I suspect this is uh, some sort of promotional tool from the Lahore franchise, Lahore outfit, because um, mm-hmm. you've got to go through plenty of YouTube clips to see him do anything cricket related. And uh, oh, there's right. one thing. There's one thing. He's having. A, he's, he's being interviewed yeah. uh, by a presenter mm. who's obviously significantly shorter than him. Yeah, yeah, he's like seven foot. And uh, she underarms a ball to him. He's holding a bat. Mm. He, he doesn't play cricket. <laughs> oh, really? Nah, it's uh, oh, it's, he, it's, he can't, no, he can't like, stick. No, he, this is like I did. He wouldn't play like fifth grade village stuff. This oh, is, okay, right. So, so interesting. You know, oh, you've deep deep dived this. Well, I just wanted to see. I just wanted to see him roll. I want to see if he gave it any air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to up. see if you're seven spin six. Up. Can you actually spin up <laughs> and what it looks like? That's, <laughs> can that's you actually great. use your arm? Yeah. But um, now that's an interesting. I just wanted to see what height it came from. But yeah, 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 so like he's already the tallest bowler in the world. All he has to do yeah. is deliver a ball, and he'd be the tallest. I like the idea that he need, he wants to be the tallest bowler in the world. Yeah. Like he just wants to get bigger. Because I didn't understand the bit where it's like I want to be the fastest bowler, but he's a spinner. It's like well, yeah, but. Perhaps he he is bowling fast, but it's so it's so uncoordinated. It's actually manifesting a spin. There's right, a revolution okay. yeah, on the yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah. So people go, "Oh, you're a spinner." I'm like, oh, no, yeah. "I'm well as fast as I can." <laughs> Here, I like the idea that he's saying because I'm because of my heart, I can run faster and be the fastest bowler. Now, no one, Usain Bolt ain't seven six. You know mm. what I mean? Like there there is a limit to like the height that uh, you know uh, encourages athleticism. And I, I still want to see the bounce. I still want to see it. I would now. I'm thinking. You know, I'm putting my wicketkeeper's brain on here, okay. Adam Gilchrist on the show. Yep. Um, and I'm thinking, you know, one of the, you know, the, the skill when you're keeping, as a wicketkeeper, keeping up the stumps, you come up with the ball. Now, how the fuck do you stay low when the bowler's seven foot six <laughs> is coming from fucking nine feet? I just come that up with rude. it. rude. Yeah. Yeah, it's very selfish mm. uh, from Adasi Gujar. Uh, so, yeah, look, speaking of spinners converting, I mean, we're going to talk about him later in the show, but Bo Webster's done that. Uh, and, and, and let's call him by his correct name, yep. Slug, out, out, said from the corner of our mouth. My new favourite play. He started practising bowling quick because he's tall, yep. you know, and he got Labuschagne middle peg. He got minus out. Yeah. Middle peg yesterday. How yeah. slugly. <laughs> <laughs> you ever face a bowler that the ball becomes above the side screen? Yes, I have. Don't I can you. actually, yeah, I can't do it. It's, uh, yeah. you lose it. It's, yeah. Mm. I actually, I got out embarrassingly that way, by losing it out of the side screen and just mm. thought it was going to hit my head and it yorked me and bowled me and I'm not watching the ball. Yeah, I ducked a slow ball full toss once, yeah, I mean, nice. like in the knee, but like missed the pad, hit me yeah. like the side of the knee and I just didn't. And then the, when They're I, always the funniest dismissals. When I was walking off the field, the bloke coming in, <laughs> the bloke coming in goes, didn't pick it up? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I was on 27, so my job was done. Stay yeah. in the team next week. Good point. Uh, Pez, what's on Patreon this week? Oh, Patreon, premium content. Of course, nothing short of premium content. It's a nice community there. It's a nice community. It's a growing community. Last week we po- we, we, we occasionally post uh, bonus interviews. Last week we spent sort of 10 to 15 extra minutes with uh, the man that we all call Subway. Subway. Uh, he calls himself that when he played for Australia. When so he played for there's Australia. nothing rude about it. Nothing. Uh, well, well he, he he acknowledged it. Yep, horses so now. We talked to him about big mitts and his big mitts. Um, genetic freaks, Aussie rules, Brett Lee's birthday. He was on a boat with Brett Lee that had, you know, George Gregg and Richard Chiqui, Shane Watson and the piano man from Minsky's. Yeah. <laughs> get that. You're going to get that on Patreon. Uh, we had a message from a bloke through the week, really lovely message saying, hey, guys, I just want to let you know I was listening to the RTGC while driving and when you guys read out the part about one of the teams being called the Aryans, 
I started laughing so hard I literally crashed my car. Keep up the good work. So I hope James is well. And uh, you're going to have to listen to that if you want to know the context of it. Yeah, context a, is a, important. A club Let's team in New Zealand calling themselves the Aryans. Um, and there's a bit of a history lesson there too. Uh, mm. You get access to the archive if you joined. You get interviews with Zampa, Harry Conway, Crazier, New York style long reads. You know about dealing with Saturday's dream analysis from our resident depth psychologist. Uh, some messed up dreams come in, which we love and respect. Uh, now, just again, this isn't compromising the Monday show. Monday show hasn't changed, as you will know. We've got Gilchrist on today. Sorry, you know, a couple of complaints from people. Oh, he's been on before. Is he? Oh, sorry, it's got a worldie on. <laughs> Pardon me. He Tune into your other casts. He came on ninety-four episodes ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. This show's chock a block, uh, but if you want that premium gear, get it at patreon.com slash growcricketer. There's a Sheffield Shield is back. Yeah, baby. And what better? And now, now, first question, you know, KO, are they going to sort some minis out for us? <laughs> a bit long, though. <laughs> they are a bit long. They are cricket guys for quite a long time. Now, my favorite thing so far, Pez, is that it's the most great cricket I've seen on television. Yeah, hell yeah. In, not in the skill level. Skill level is fantastic. Some great players going around. Marnus, I think it's the skills. Slug. Agar. It's nice to see mm. friends doing well. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's the nature of like blokes having to go get the ball. There's like there's freeways in the background. Yeah. There's a couple of people dodd around the ground. It's very grey cricket and they're being played on grey cricket grounds, i.e. the name of one of the grounds is Park 25. <laughs> <laughs> Parks 1 through 24 were unavailable, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's just a bit of cricket going on. And it's yeah. October. Single camera. Now, October was my least favourite time of the year to play cricket because I wasn't into the season yet. I wasn't sure if the team was good yet. And it wasn't about me at that point. It's like, can this, can this team that I'm going to try and stay in by getting 15 to 27 every week? I'm in the wrong grade. I've can, been incorrectly graded. Incorrectly graded. So I'm angry. Mm. I'm angry. But, you know, my hands hurt. I've got August hands still. Mm. Stings, high catches, slips catches. I don't want it. Mm. I'm not really sure what I'm doing with my life. Hands are soft and supple from the, you know, skin regimes throughout the winter. You know, I'm 26 and, you know, some of my guys are, you know, the guys I grew up playing with are not playing anymore. You know, that most of them got girlfriends, a couple of kids knocking about all of a sudden. Everyone's getting older. Alcohol's starting to hit hit you a bit harder. You get your first hangover when you're about 26, 27. All of a sudden, you know, you're 35 Mm. and you're playing threes just to look after the young guys. But are you? But are you? Anyway, that's, that's all the time yeah. we got for this week. Um, <laughs> well, just to like amplify that point about it being great cricket for the single cameras, I like it. Uh, Dan Brady, Dan Brady broke the news yesterday that KO is going to fix yeah. uh, cameras at both ends, so we don't have to look at the rear ends of players anymore. Okay, speak for yourself. Yeah. I like the single camera <laughs> and all that comes with it. <laughs> and all that comes with it. Sean right. Marsh. Mm. <laughs> well, I don't mean that. Uh, Great just, cover drive, even better legs. But yeah, I turned it on within sort of. I want to watch Mitch, Mitch Swepson bowl. Yeah, right. And uh, it was at the wrong. It flat and fast, and it's not his fault. Mm. Flat and fast, and not his fault. Mm-hmm. But that's a separate <laughs> issue. That's a different <laughs> cast. <laughs> Sounds like a chanting scene from Fight Club. His name was Robert Paulson. Uh, anyway, Swepson's Swepson's trying his best. To get into his spell. He is trying his And best. he's bowling four or five overs of flat stuff, going at two and over, good on him, decides to toss one up, just gets it a bit wrong, Ben McDermott down the track, bouges it through mid-on, along, along, along the deck, beats mid-on, and uh, goes for four. Say no more, except... Hmm. 
ball goes into the picket fence or does it? No. no Can it, it careers its way through the gap in the picket fence? All right, that's all right. There's a mobile steel fence yeah. there to stop the ball. Bit of construction. No, underneath that, underneath that. And now it's on the bike track. And, and what now, does that mean? And that means two cyclists in Lycra are driving, <laughs> uh, riding fast, driving, riding fast, uh, trying to avoid it. And, th- and, you know, this is when the grey cricketer in me just wakes up. Oh, this is good. Here this we go. Gear. couple of tweets here. And this is when you start seeing the grey cricket of shield cricket start to come together, start Fuck to converge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Camera pans, but there's about three or four replays. Poor Swepson, you know, of this great shot from McDermott. You see the cyclist actually avoid the ball. Mm. The camera pans back to the players at first slip. It's, mm. it's their rear end too. So it's like you're in the pavilion watching it, mm-hmm. you know, like you're, you're number seven about to come in later. Mm-hmm. All of them got their arms folded. They're unimpressed. And later I learn um, that when the ball exits the ground under the new COVID rules, it actually needs to be disinfected. <laughs> So you swept it. Of course it does. You've, you've, you've worked your ass off to get into the spell, decide to give one just a little bit of air, nut, bang, uh, modern yeah. bats technology, yeah. mid-on misses it, cyclists are riding over the ball, it's on the concrete path and now it's got to be completely disinfected. You fucked it up for your quicks. Yeah. I don't know. I liked it. I like the aesthetic of the whole thing. It's and, just, it's, I like watching relatable cricket. I've had enough of the test matches. Cricket. You know, I don't know what it's like to you know, yeah. walk out the lords, you know, through the members, you know, cheesing back in ties. Swepson's so uh, just ha- hands on hips going, it's a, uh, he's been practising all winter, you mm-hmm. know, the next, the incumbent spinner after Lions, mm-hmm. the next cab. And now he's got disinfected balls just from what, just slightly missing, just, just missing. slightly missing. And just now missed. his balls could be disinfected. It's got his what about concrete the everywhere. At, what about the bloke at mid-on who's like, who's just worked on the ball for 30 overs? <laughs> like, fucking hell. What a waste of time this all is. Now, when you, when a ball leaves the ground, Pez, in, like I'm talking great games now, yeah, yeah. and like the ball is like near enough to someone where they could just they could just take two steps out of their way to just throw it back over, but they don't. Now, like, what's the etiquette there of like I'm talking like, not like a member not, of the public, not in COVID times, yeah, member of the yeah. public, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just can you just fucking throw the ball? You know, mm. you know what I mean? Well, I understand why they'd be reluctant because grade cricketers like think that once they're on the ground, the the park in that area is sacrosanct. You know, yes. like it's like heritage listed. No one come on it. Don't walk your dog on it, even though you're a rate payer. This is grade cricket, didn't you know? And the only people who feel that prestige for it are the cricketers themselves. <laughs> to ever any other normal member of the public, they're like, here's some here's some weirdos. Yeah. Playing, playing, their, playing their little games I on remember, Saturday. Um, so I can understand why members of the public would be like, oh, well, I'm, I don't want to touch the ball because I'm probably going to do something wrong. And they wouldn't, they, they'd actually be correct having that view. Yeah. They just want to, I, I don't blame them just wanting to stay completely away from stay the entire from. orbit of yeah. this, whatever this ritual is that's going on. <laughs> <laughs> there's a woogie board in the middle. There's something going there's on. A, they're doing there, something. There's some sort of process. <laughs> they're praying to the gods. Yeah. There's a guy who keeps like tapping his foot on the ground. <laughs> yeah, his next right. in. I don't know. <laughs> Someone's trying to pick up a bat. Don't touch that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember I played um I played a game uh back back in Sydney as um the, it was it was against Mossman and that one of their lower grade grounds was at Balmoral. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful picture scene down there. Yeah. Uh, for those who aren't from Sydney, it's like the North Shore, very well to do area. And um, you see the harbour, like you can see, you yeah, see actually, like the, the sun just dancing off during the top the, of the um, harbour, during the waves. The, oh, yeah, just like yeah, dancing diamonds on mm. the yeah, setting real scene here. Um, and uh, Mossman are shit too, so you're usually doing well, yeah, that's right. And I actually missed out that day, as a shame. But, um, uh, you can actually see the you can see part of the race of the, the um, that's the fucking Tour de France, um, the Sydney of the Hobart, you can, <laughs> you can see the Tour de France there, easily mixed that's up. That's just white people was just cycling on a Saturday, um. Uh, anyway, so like during this game, this guy, he's like this quintessential North Shore posh guy. He's wearing boat shoes, polo shirt, you know, uh, tailored shorts. The kind of guy who like slicked back kind of silvery gray hair, had like the Australian tucked underneath his arm and a coffee. And like yeah. he basically walked through like third slip 
<laughs> he probably owned the ground. <laughs> yeah, he was a baron. Yeah. Um, but it was like, it, it was so funny seeing the reaction of like, at that point, I think I played great cricket for over 10 years. And I was like, I was like looking, I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Mm. And he's just like so blase about this. I don't give a fuck about what you cunts are doing here mm. on a Saturday. This is my mm. ground. And this is my route home. Yeah, my house is worth $18 million mm. and I can walk across third slip if I want to. Fuck off. But what you're at you that do? age when you play grade cricket, if you're sort of 23 on average, for example, where like the ecosystem, the social hierarchy changes, like whatever that guy has achieved in life or whatever he thinks he's standing is in the feudal society that we live in. Yes. That doesn't apply to Grey Creed. Like you, like you sort of feel like you're you're a king or a baron mm. next to him. You're like, what are you doing? He had no rig. He's compl- done exactly. He's got a rig. No, <laughs> he had nice calves though. Right. What's the deal with older men having nice calves? I can't answer that for you. Interesting, mate. We'll get that on the show next week. <clears throat> what else happened in the Shield? <laughs> so, should we start with? We'll start with uh, Queensland and Tasmania then. Okay. Um, and so Nisa got some wickets. He's 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 probably the well. It's interesting with next cabs, isn't it, mate? Because like. I fear for Nisa. Well, is he, is he not allowed to just be an amazing shield bowler who's just bowling in a time where he's just not going to get picked because he's behind five really good bowlers? I guess there's safety in that, isn't there? I mean, we're always looking for safety. It's, it's I'm always done now. But like, uh, I, I want those numbers next to Nisa's name. Yeah. You know? and, and all he does is just perform. But I, I fear for him in the sense that it's like, ah, oh, it's just – people will say, people who watch it will say he's – as quick as the other blokes in right. the nets, the, yeah. the Aussies that is when he's in and around in and around the squad. Yeah. But he just seems to be just a, that you know five percent underneath him in terms of weaponry. And then you've got the um, the new brigade like your Richardson, Jai sure. Richardsons, etc. Who you feel like they're the next to come in if something goes wrong. I'd love Nisa to get a game again, just because of the novelty of a new face and stuff like that. Mm. But I, I fear for him. I It'd fear be nice for his Australian storyline for someone to get their first Test wicket. Then we can all feel for that moment, and then we're mm. like, "No, bring back Cummins yeah, now. Yeah. Can, can he be not injured again? Exactly that kind of stuff." So Nisa, Nisa had five for thirty-two of seventeen. Great it's figures, nice. and he's probably going to do that all summer. He's going to, you know, great bowler. Yeah, but there is there is a there is a certain weight um, to a bowler having a heavy ball. You know, there's, there's something about the ball, the trajectory of the ball. It's like mm. I, I know like um, American athletes say like when a great quarterback throws a ball, it, it hits differently in the hands. Right. When a great football player passes you, a soccer player mm. passes you, the ball has a certain weight to it behind mm. it. It's mm. like it, they do something with the, you know, geometry of the ball itself. Mm. Right. They, they can't be tangible. Maybe, that, maybe that's a nicer thing. But that would kind of encourage his selection then if he's, if he's got the intangible. But I'm saying he doesn't. Right, exactly. Yeah, I don't he know. He might. I don't know. Yeah. Never faced him. Yep, that's right. Um, Slug Webster at fifty four, and he also got. He was also balancing some offies. Yeah, um, I mean, he's really in this because I want to say Slug. Yeah, yeah. listeners are. Yeah, oh, it's good to see Slug do well. Um, and he sort of he sort of uh, steadied the ship for Tassie. We lost a couple. True. So true. Um, I wonder if he's going. Is Slug going for the? Is he an outsider for the Flintoff role? I mean, if he's starting to bowl, hello. if he's starting to bowl pace yeah. at his height, hitting fifty odds. And move over Cameron Green, Slug. Mm. Let's get Slug into the side. Fuck, I want Slug in the How side. How good would that be? Don't we all want a Slug? You got, sure, A guy hit, you know, 100 oh, no, out at six. And Not as fun to say. No. Not as fun to say. Did both seam up? Hey, Siddle's got peroxide hair. Well, yeah, and the official term is platinum blonde. Platinum blonde. He's gone platinum blonde. Some 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 athletes in the Northern Hemisphere did this for a period of time, like Odell Beckham Jr., Nick Neymar did it for a bit, Messi did it for a little yeah. bit. I mean, as we know, Australia's usually a year or two behind fashion-wise. Yeah. Yeah. Internet-wise. We're getting yeah. fast internet here soon. It's going to be good. It's- Soon, is it? Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, Jonah Hill did it for a bit. I mean, uh, Bieber yeah. did it a few years that, ago. Yeah, I think Bieber might have started it. Yeah, Siddle's gone uh, platinum blonde, so there that's go. good. 
Nice and novel. He's just just staying in the staying in the realm. Um, mm. Well, Marnus is a story. He had one hundred and sixty seven. Yes, yeah, just what you want to see. You know, it's that's again, it's more safety. Like, yeah, okay, sure, he's knocking around Nathan Ellison, Slug Webster, uh, and not Shami and Ashwin. But you know, these these are the numbers I expect next to the Australian number three. It's the numbers we all expect. It's good to see. Yeah, okay, he was dropped three times in his twenties, yeah, uh, and, so. and Slug dropped two of them. Yeah, uh, first one's tough, but yeah. uh, you can have all the like marketing in the world, but nothing delivers interest like three figures next to the Australian number three's name. Oh, it's time. Fuck. Now we're gonna let listeners know safety. The Australian number three hitting runs. That's Bradman shit. Our guest on the show next week is Marnus Labashane. Yes, he's we on the spoke, show. We spoke to him last week. We're going to play it for you next week. But in lieu of this 160-odd that he's hit, we just we actually asked him uh, ahead of this innings, you know, how he feels about averaging 63.4. If he felt like, look, he's expecting that to come down because he's only played 12 innings for Australia or 12 matches or whatever. Yep. It is. And uh, just, just a little snippet, a little preview snippet of what he said what that I think we'll uh, – Help us all feel quite safe. Here's he, he's, he's Labuschagne answering that question about averaging 63.4, if he can keep it up there. Uh, absolutely not. I, I, I want it to go up. Yeah. <laughs> so um, for me, that's about finding ways to, to keep scoring runs, and I think that comes back down to that limitations and, you, you know, not putting any of those limitations on yourself about what you can achieve. He doesn't want limitations, he goes. Right. He, he, he wants it him. So Labuschagne could be on the verge of a big summer. He's a big boy. He has a big summer. He's a big boy. One of the, one of the big four boys. One of the big four big, big boys. Yeah. Top four big boys. Why not? And he's just a – He can fo- come out of India. He's a game changer in terms of like what he does for the Australian cricket team. 100%. In, in the batting line. Because Australia is so heavily relied on Smith and Smith and Warner's runs at home. Um, Smith sort of more globally, but like Warner at home especially. But like Australia's relied on that for best part of three years. Yep. And with Labuschagne in there, if he has a he has another summer, he averages, I don't know, sixty something like that. I mean, that's he changes the entire dynamic of how strong this team could be. He, thre- he threads the entire thing together. Yeah. It just means we're sort of we're just a a number six generational talent away from being a really you know a, a very strong side, number one side. So minus is everything. And if you piece that together in terms of the next big series after this one, because obviously the next one's the next series is the most important series and the India hasn't started yeah. yet. But you think about like how England are going to get Smith out in Australia. That's hard enough. Warner, completely different proposition. You know, I'd be surprised if Broad had the same level of success mm. as he did in England. Warner's got a great record here, obviously. Smith, hard enough to get out. But then you add Marnus into that as well. I mean, fuck. And then, of course, then that means that like then that makes Travis Head's job easier. That makes Wade's job easier or whatever. Mm. You know, Tim Payne has less pressure to try and score 50s yeah. or 30s mm. down at number seven or eight. And then, but then we're just saying before pairs, like this is, this is the exact time where I feel like Australia are like then one more worldy batsman away from being a mm. fucking phenomenal team yeah. again. And this Presuming is Presuming like, everyone else stays good, like Smith and right. Warner keep doing the business. Right, yeah. right. And Warner could be like a year or two away from falling off a cliff. He could be, or he could fucking explode. Figuratively, yeah. Figuratively. And so this is the time historically where Australia's had like your Michael Clark at number six, your Ponting at number yeah, six, yeah, Damien yeah. Martin, like that level of like that, that young person coming at number six to like gel them into the team. Who's that young person, Pez? Who is it? Will Bukowski. Yeah, exactly. Will Bukowski. Yeah. That young, he has to be under the age of 22 and he has to be a worldie. And, and, and there's only one man that can be. Yeah. Uh, so. Slug. Slugly. In, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to say, there's a, there's a bit of cricket before then as well, he goes. I mean, people haven't spoken about this, but Australia, depending on COVID, et cetera, but they've got to go to South Africa. They've got to do that uh, do that tour again for a test series uh, just, uh, just after yeah. this summer. they got South Africa and yeah. then there's meant to be the World Test Championship yeah. at Lords, which yeah. 
unless there's an absolute disaster in India, pump us. Yeah. It's going to be Australia v India at Lords for like the greatest, you know, heavyweight battle of all time, you know. Yeah, and we should probably go to that as well, shouldn't we? Yeah, and we'll be able to, I presume. Oh, yeah. That, that I, we'd have an exception. Yeah. Well, Trump's yeah. got the vaccine now, which he decided to take. So good point. We'll just, yeah. we'll just go. He's there. just coming up to ten to fourteen days after that, isn't he? That's true. Well, Should be good. <laughs> South Australia, Western Australia pairs. Yep. What's the big takeaway from this? Agar runs, Josh Inglis runs, Weatherall runs, or is it, or is it Cameron Green's fifty or Lloyd, Lloyd Pope's Pfeiffer? Um, Weatherall was platinum blonde last year. Yeah, he was. He started with a hundred. Now quarter quarter piece on uh, cricket.com.au. Uh, Weatherald's found the magic zone. You know how he's found the magic zone, he goes? What the fuck's that? Let me tell you. So, bit of a guitarist, Jack Weatherald, okay. and he was just watching some YouTube clips on how to get better at guitar. Came across Tom Morello, the guitarist from Rage Against Machine, of course. Tom Morello's right. a late starter as a guitarist. All right. Okay. So, in order to catch up the ground that he felt he needed to catch up, he simply just did eight hours of guitar practice a day, eight hours a day. And Jack Weatherald started late in cricket too. So, well, you, know, you know what I'll do? Following Tom Morello's example, I'm going to bat for eight hours a day. During pre-season. And that's what he's done on top of his South Australia pre-season commitments as well. So uh, he's been batting for eight hours a day, sometimes only four. And Callum Ferguson says it's awesome. Travis Hayes says it's awesome. He's been utilising like the um, the psychologist South Australia has as well, three or four times a week. I just liked it because it's like that's kind of like if you are into your cricket, you know. Loves a circuit, hates hitting cricket balls. Right, yeah. Uh, that's how, you know, the dream of what you would do as a pro cricketer. It's like, oh. I will just hit balls for as long as I can hit balls and get guys to throw them to me. Thousands and thousands and thousands. All you do, you eat cricket balls, bang, 100, yeah. start the season. Now, I just mentioned last week, yeah. Australia has a settled lineup. We keep hearing they're settled. You know, Langer says settled, settled. I know the side, mm. etc. It's. I think, I think Joe Burns, for example, who missed out the other day, I reckon he's only, you know, he'd have to prove himself in the first couple of tests to keep that gig. And it's not going to be easy. Who'd replace him? There's a bit of a cue. Slug. Bit of a cue. Slugly, of course. <laughs> Open the batting as well. Can he? He can do what he wants. <laughs> G'day, I'm Slug. Just <laughs> <laughs> disgusting. I, um, yeah, I, I, know, I know what you mean. I, my, my takeaway from that is, like, first when you said he's batting for eight hours a day, my lower back is fucking killing me. You know when you, like, you first come back to cricket mm-hmm. and you haven't picked up a stick for all you yeah. and bat, and that that... that that action of sort of like just yeah. half bending over in your stance. Yeah. Your forearms. Fucking like kills your hand, lower back. Yeah. I mean, it's a couple of athletes having a yeah. chat about what it's like to play pro sports. But, um, but then, then I was thinking, sort of like, at what, why do we insist on like our athletes and our cricketers who are the beacons of hope in our society for the safety? <laughs> for all of us. <laughs> for, for all of us. Best. Not just guys who play great cricket 99 to 2008. No, exactly. Um, you know, like – like, why do we have to? Why do they have to be like great people as well? Like Jake Rutherford, I don't think could be a great guy, but he's hitting cricket balls eight hours a day. Like, how well rounded a person is he going to be? He's he's doing that to achieve his life goal, dream, ambition. Good for fucking him. That's awesome. Mm. But like, that's you're saying if he's doing that, we are, we want him to do that. Yeah. So we can. Is he also doing business on the side? So, yeah. Well, he best be. He best. Be. Yeah. He's a, he's it's twenty twenty. He's a backup plan. Absolutely. This is my backup plan. Best be across all social justice issues. Speak about it. Perfectly. Exactly. No errors. That's my point. And be very giving to the media as well, who will definitely be fair. Yeah. Uh, on, yeah. on people who make uh, one misstep. Um, Victoria and New South Wales players have not played a game yet. 
Um, but there's some stuff going on there. Like uh, I, I noticed uh, New South Wales trained. Ag 100 as well. Well done, Ashton. Good stuff. Yeah. Played against his brother. Can I just say? Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, just just quickly. Just quick. yeah, yeah. his brother. They lived together for a week in the lead up to this game because they're all quarantined, et cetera. Uh, brother was playing for South Australia. They, they played backyard cricket. And um, that's what he said. And, uh, and and Ashton, speaking about his innings afterwards, I just noted he said, uh, I'm going to put the emphasis on this. He said, oh, it was epic. Um, Ashton said he scored 26 from the 41 balls he faced off with. West tried to bump him the whole time. Mm. Ashton says, I've got a lot of respect for him, elder brother here, to mm. run in and bowl 30-odd overs on a flat pitch and go at not too many runs <laughs> and bowl fast spells is a great effort. Oh, well done. That's mastery level. He got a real bad. He got a real bad uh, knock in the head. I think Nick Winter might have bumped yeah. him. He bumped around the wicket yeah. to Agan. He got a real bad one. Yeah. The one where like, the ball comes forward from from his head. Uh, yeah, it's nasty. But he's, I think he's okay. okay. I think he's okay. Josh Inglis as well. Wicket keeper. One hundred fifty three. Yeah. Nice. Eyebrow yeah. stuff there. Some eyebrow stuff oh, there. Well, keepers. Um, all right. Um, Victoria New South Wales. Fucking hell. We've spoken. We haven't even got to the fucking IPL yet, mate. Mm. All right. Shield stuff, eh? Yeah, these are priorities. <laughs> what are we going to do with the IPL? <laughs> Presume we've both been watching it enormously. Yeah, yeah. 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 Victoria New South Wells, uh, I, mean, I mean, it's just a shit show for Victoria at yeah. the moment, really. After training fours, uh, wearing gloves, face shields, that's my emphasis. Yeah. Gloves and face shields. They've said, can we start a little bit later, which is probably fair enough. Mm. New South Wales had to get there earlier. Uh, they, they were going to be able to wait another week, but. Shit was going down in New South Wales. So like, guys, get out of here. Let's get into South Australia now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, all looking all looking pretty good. Yep, it's all looking show. good and normal for the summer ahead. That's the analysis. Um, okay, Pez, IPL. Um, now, the, the highlight of the matches so far this week is that Maxwell needed to hit a six off the last <laughs> ball, take it to a super over. He almost hit a six. He almost hit a six. It was a great <laughs> moment in the entire history of the IPL. And that was interesting. I was interested by Saywag's comment. Yeah, Saywag, Saywag smashed, him, smashed him. He said, uh, so Saywag used to be, a, a, he was a former Kings 11 coach, um, obviously Maxwell playing for the Kings 11 Punjab. Um, Saywag said, can't quite understand Maxwell's mindset because it's the same story every year. He gets sold in the auction for a hefty price, but the, the results remain the same. Yet people, franchises, run after him. This is something I don't understand, so I told Crickbuzz. In the next auction, I think his price will drop. It has to be kept in mind he scored his last half century in 2016. It's an interesting point from Sayway because, I mean, this is like kind of what we are talking about before a few weeks ago. It's just like it's all there with Maxwell, but it's like how often does it actually happen, you know? Like, I mean, we're, I've, I've led the IPL chat with like he almost hit a six to get it to a super over and it's like he got ten off five. Awesome. They sort of held him back, didn't they? They brought in a young fella. Yeah, they a young fella. Of him like some and... Indian politics stuff there. Get the young yeah. fella rated. Head of Maxwell. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What, what do you do? You sort of uh, identify with Sawak's comments? A little bit. Mm. A little bit. Well, I think the answer to the question: Why do you buy him? You buy him because you buy the package. You buy like a Maxwell's a package now. He's not. He's a. He's a brand. Interesting. And when the flourish comes off, there's no better flourish. Yeah. I mean, we know this. We're, we're saying things. Reverse we slog sweeps and get you a lot of money. All of that, but even the fast twitch of the hairy forearms, the entire package just looks good. <laughs> The way the bat swings, the you know the, the things he says afterwards. I, I, you know he scores a hundred to win it for Australia. He goes, I trusted my bat swing. Just says things yeah, that yeah, people yeah. like. He just says things that annoy people, and yeah. that's that's good. You've listed that like a shopping list of like you know franchising the IPL. Like, what are we looking for? Hairy forearms, tick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, bat swings, tick. Yeah, definitely. Like bats without a hat where necessary. No lid, he's, tick. He's, he's provocative. Yeah, he is provocative. He's, he's box office pr- provocation. Yeah. for people, he's he triggers people. Yeah, and that's good. Uh, that, there's there's clicks in that. Don't even know what you that know? means. It's but every so often, he's going to do something really good, and let's just, I, I just don't want to write him off. I just want to be there for it. I think it's the hope that kills you with Maxwell. Mm. It's like it's like it's you know it, it's all there and it could happen, but does it? 
You know what I mean? Well, does it to the extent that you pay that amount of money for it? Yeah, but then also I'm thinking like Cummins got sold for three point one million. Now who's buying? Who's paying that much money on a fast bowler when they're going to play in India or the UAE like mm. they are now? It's just like is that really the, is that where the value is? But like well, Cum- Cummins again, it's a package. It's a package. It's a package. package. High fade. Package. High fade. Does a cryptic crossword. Eyes. Cryptic crossword. Yeah. Eyes. Got some eyes stuff so, going on. So he yeah. says. So he yeah. says. Yeah. 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 Oh, I sold the cryptic crypt- yeah. crossword. Did you? Yeah. Ever tried to do a cryptic cryptic crossword? Yeah, hard. Uh, fucking hard. Yeah. You see the way it gets done. You, get, you look at like the, the solver of the cryptic crossword. You're like, oh, how the fuck was I meant to make that leap? Yeah. I'm nowhere. Anyway, yeah. he does the whole thing apparently. Now, if I think of an image of someone who's solving a cryptic crossword, it's not a guy who's a rooster. This is, the, this is what Cummins is. It's, it's too much 10 out of 10 for Cummins for me. There's something going yeah, on. There's something going on. We've got to find those skeletons. Now, what, I'll, I'll see another point you've got here. He goes. Yep. Yeah. Coley hit 90, not out of 50 uh, for Royal Challenges Bangalore against Chennai. Yeah. So uh, just in lieu of your comments last week, yeah. he, he's, he's a mid-ranking player. Yeah, and we did some stats. We did some searching last week. Mm, yeah. Weezy's we's interesting word. <laughs> so what happened was last week, at the end, Pez's eyebrows were raised and he said, hmm, it's an interesting comment you just made. Let's have a look into it. Uh, he's got the highest, most most runs yeah. in the IPL. Now, I think that's I think I think it's too early in the competition for that to mean anything. Okay, because so he's probably with, played. Yeah. He's probably played every Absolutely. year. He's probably played every the IPL. You played Sydney Gray Cricket. He averages, down. Yeah, I am doubling down because I think like his record isn't that good compared to his career. He averages like thirty-seven, doesn't he? Oh, that, I, that was the qualifier I asked you about. He goes, I said, do you mean in relation to the rest of his stuff? And you said no, explicitly. He said no. It's it just it's just a mid-ranking career in the IPL. So, so thirty, I think averaging 35, 37, 36. 35, whatever it was. Is that that amazing? His average is like top 15 out of everyone who ever played. Top 15. Top 15. <laughs> so 99 out of 50 this week. That's good. He's a package. Now, he's the ultimate package in the IPL. That, that's box office I reckon package. he's a good player. I reckon he's a good T20 player. I know it might be controversial. <laughs> oh, mate. I don't want to. I'm going down a limb. Well, mate, live by the sword, die by the sword. Mm. Hey, Ben Stokes is back from New Zealand. He had to do good. six days of quarantine. He played last night in the game. Mm. Uh, uh, Smith mm. Smith was – so Smith's mm. captain of the Rajasthan Royals, as you mm. know, Pez, and um, Dave Warner is the Sunrisers Hyderabad captain. They played last night. Before the um, – I just find that funny, like, that the Smith and Warner, they're – yeah, they can captain IPL teams. Like, no one's yeah. ever got a problem with that. But in Australia, it's still a bit of a thing like – can't captain there. No way. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. still, still a bit. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and before the tournament started, like uh, Joffre Archer, don't know if you've seen this on the internet, he did a tweet saying to Xbox, like, how many wickets do I need to get a free Xbox? Xbox have just released a new platform. And Xbox replied, just one, Dave Warner. And he got him out last He's time. Bowled him. Yeah. yeah. Free Xbox. Look. We're doing well to work our way through the IPL, I think. I mean, it's, I'm sure everyone feels up to date with the uh, the competition now. Yeah. Um, Here's, here's the uh, you know here's the observation with the IPL I want to make. Here's my, Here we com- go. Here's my complaint. Here we go. It's hard to detect the game within the game. You know, with with the IPL, like there's not enough gossip. There's not enough Women's Day new idea stuff. You know, to to keep us going. It's very very pure cricket stuff. It's very oh they brought in Maxwell too late. You know what I mean? Like. Let's get a bit more gossip going into it, you know, like uh, you know, too many good players, too, too little time for rivalries, too many guys switching teams. So you can't build narrative. There's no Warren, Marlon, Samuel stuff. Mm. You know, there's no Chris Gale. So I'm not saying you need the Chris Gale controversy down here with the BBL to, to make it work, but it needs narrative arcs, you know, not mm. just score lines. It needs intri- intrigue. Someone's mm. got to develop intrigue and export it there. Mm-hmm. It needs more neighbours. What, what's the best we've got for the IPL? The 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 – Ponting Ashwin stuff is probably the best we've got in yeah. terms of intrigue, narrative arc stuff we can follow. And we will talk to Gilchrist about that. He's got views yeah. about that. That will turn up on Crick Info. Okay? <laughs> yep. Once again. Yeah. Take it with a grain of salt, mm-hmm. some say. Um, <laughs> you know, that's a bit of intrigue in that. You know, so like with Warner, someone wrote into us this week, couldn't find it, but someone wrote in 
wondering whether, you know, Warner, who's captaining Sunrise's Hyderabad, is smiling too much. And that's where, well, no, someone wrote that we can work with it. Someone wrote in just saying, listen, you know, he doesn't seem to smile wherever else he goes. But is there something about Warner just smiling or smiling at the IPL just to let the rest of the guys know, look, this is a bit of fun for me? Fuck yeah. this alpha. Well, now we've got, at least we've got something to hook on and we can talk about here. But uh, that, that to me just screams, I'm, I'm doing the Indian play. I'm playing, I mean, I've got an Indian play, yeah. yeah. Every, like all the Australian players, all the UK players, they've all got an Indian play. Mm. We see it all the time. The great cricket hasn't really got an Indian play. <laughs> well, we've tried. <laughs> Have we? We just got we one guy saying home. bullying boy pointing. <laughs> On YouTube. Bullying boy pointing. Can't talk about spirit of cricket. That's a start. <laughs> yeah, it's something. Bullying boy pointing. Yeah, okay. So we need, yeah, we need more controversy. That, that's, that's true. That's true. That's true. A little bit more intrigue. If you send in a bit more intrigue for us, if you are across the IPL, you give us some narrative arc stuff. Give us some, you know, can we, can you overlay rumor mongering? Can you can you overlay grade cricket themes onto the IPL, or is it too elite? Are the players too good? Are the skill levels just through the roof? Is it? Are we, are we talking about Space Jam stuff, and it's the furthest thing from grade cricket possible, or is there still some grade cricket stuff going on in the IPL? Let us yeah. know. Yeah, wife swapping. Let us yeah. know. <laughs> it did happen once I'm talking with him Ruin the club They had to get the chaplain in <laughs> I thought you were talking about The IPL for a second No 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 Someone it, told no, me No that was just Sydney club What were we talking about Hydrobat Someone or? told me they're, they're a sports chaplain Anyway I'm going to write about it In a book one day Alright we'll be talking That off the air uh, BBL uh, Pez uh, just before yeah. we head To the interview um, <laughs> Hell of a show is, Glad these segments sh- Are getting shorter Hell of a show Hell of a show Pez uh, just a real quick one Before we go Before we go to the break um, And the break being The interview with Adam Gilchrist A Hall of Famer um, You guys will have a break For that Come back for our stuff yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> now, there's going to be expect to be a huge influx of uh, overseas players from the UK this year. Pairs Alex Hale signed this week. He's going to go back to the Thunder. Obviously, Tom Banton and Tom Curran had multiple year deals. That's on the top of Jason Roy and Lim- Liam Livingston, or also likely in Best. Those mooted for the Stars. Now, I don't care about any of those except for Best. Yeah, I've just got that's the because you've, you've beautifully laid this out in the agenda. I've got Thank one you. bullet point. Only one name matters there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, look, Liam Livingston got hit in the dick last year. That was funny. A couple of times. Yeah. The, his reaction was funny. It's always yeah. funny when guys get hit in the dick, isn't it? Because, yeah. oh, it's your, it's your penis. That's a sexual organ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he got hit in the dick. Yeah. He's genuinely hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hope it doesn't. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, look, people have been mooting that best those going to the stars. Yeah. I can add to that mooting as well through, you know, some background sourcing. I've, I've, I don't I've, yeah, I know, because there's no quote. You know, you read like a player transfer story, so there's no quotes. Yeah. It means nothing. But yeah. the backgrounding happens. It's They're trying. Him. The stars are trying to get him. Yeah. And, 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 the star, and the stars' representatives from the stars said, listen, if we get him, we can, we can put it to JB to get on TGC. Problem is there was 15 cases in Melbourne today, so fuck all's happening in Melbourne. Yeah. We want him in this studio. Yeah. Someone That's, else wrote in the other day and said, like, stop worrying about Bairstow, get Archer on. Like, oh, fuck, sorry, mate. Fucking hell. Okay. Did someone say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's standard. That's the same people who give us one star and say, good podcast, except this one thing. That's, <laughs> 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 that's all right. I don't read the reviews. Good point. Um, all right. Well, Adam Gilchrist on the show. He's pretty good. He's pretty good player. He's pretty good. Good little clubman. Good stick. Good little stick. Keep it, too. After that, hashtag RTUC. I've never seen Venice. Slow 
I've never been to Times Square to celebrate the new year and I've never seen Willie Nelson live. He goes, look, just because I can, I'm going to do some numbers here. Is that okay? Please, yeah. yeah I right. encourage it. Uh, not sure this bloke's heard these numbers before. 96 tests, 5,500 runs, average 47.6, 17 tons, 2650s, highest score, 204 not out, 416 dismissals, second highest ever. Uh, 287 ODIs, 9,619 runs, highest score, 172, striking at around 100, 16 tons, 5550s, 472 dismissals, second highest ever. Uh, 173 tests from 96 matches. That's the best win percentage ever, 35%, better than any other player in history from anywhere in the world, and uh, once described his batting philosophy as, I just hit the ball. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's, he's going around again on the Great Cricketer cast. Uh, it's our picture of safety. He goes, Adam Gilchrist. Gilly, welcome back to the Great Cricketer. <laughs> Great to be back. Thanks for the intro. <laughs> I like it. I like I didn't know the stat about the, the wins. It wasn't a bad group of players to be hanging out with. <laughs> what, everyone? <laughs> Always good. And, and I'll tell you what, um, as soon as Warren and McGrath retired, I was getting out of there. My name's Gilly, not Silly. So that they were, they were the reason for those wins, I reckon. So time to, time to exit stage left, it was. <laughs> well, some, my whole career. some bloke wrote that on the raw. I didn't even double check it, but anyway. Um, okay, yeah. so look, Gilly, you know we went through your early career and grade cricket forays on episode forty-five, um, as yep. both you and the listeners will know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just to, to sum up that, uh, your New South Wales boy from Bellingen, prodigy, played at ND, strong Gordon representation meant Phil Emery somehow kept you out. Um, you yep. went to WA, you rudely unseated Ian Healy, who asked for one more game at the Gabba because he just wanted one. <laughs> um, so we've done that. Um, so let's meander through some of cricket and life's like more, more important questions here uh, in this interview, like especially as it relates to India. Um, who's right about mancads and whose side are you on, Ravi Ashwin or Ricky Ponting? <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting one, that one, isn't it? Um, and I see, well, Punter's had the first win, hasn't he, so far in that yeah, little yeah, debate? Yeah. Uh, it was laughing. As we go to where? Uh, as yeah. we go to where? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. He's well, up, right. mm. Yeah, well, that's right. And, and I like the way he announced to the world, just the world, you're on you're on notice. I'm not going to be that kind again. So mm. Punter, Punter won the debate. He got Ravi just to, just to cool his jets for that first um, opportunity uh, against our good man, uh, Aaron Finch. But... Um, yeah, I reckon it'll come out again. And look, you know what? I'm starting to turn in. I was always horribly against it, but I'm starting to think. Well, mm. maybe it, maybe it's got to come in because that was clearly lazy from Pinchy, just strolling out like that. I don't think he's uh, trying to cheat, but he's he's probably just been a good bit carefree there. So. Yeah. Well, my mind is starting to turn in favour of the bowler on this one a little bit. Mm. So, so what does Ponting do now? I mean, obviously he's one nil up on Ashwin in the like uh, intangible social out, uh, series. Yeah, yeah. In, in, in the alpha uh, battle there. But now, <laughs> but now Ashwin's putting on notice on Twitter. I mean, you know, you have been a successful cricketer socially, on field, off field. Yeah. What does Ponting do now, politically speaking? Uh yeah, he's, he's snooking a little bit. He's got to back his bowler in now, and they're up the top of the table. So, and, and I've, I've been in that situation in the IPL where you start looking across at the table, you, you suffer a couple of losses. Um, the first thing any owner in an IPL tells you is, you run the team, we'll run the business. We'll never get involved in team selection until you lose. And then they come and start knocking on the door and picking the team. So payroll start twitching a bit, and there might be a moment, won't there, when a big game's on the line and Rafi just plucks it out and just whips a couple of points into the bag with the man card. Yeah, Punter's going to—he's he's snooking now. He's got to back his player. So mm. 
I think although he he won the first round on points, I think Ravi might be able to deliver the knockout blow at some stage in this IPL. Gilly, um, obviously, uh, as Australians, we're right across every every ball that happens in the IPL. Um, and I'm just I'm just reading here that um, Dave Warner's just become the ninth player to captain fifty IPL games. But you've actually you do that as you're, you're you're part of that list as well, and you actually won thirty five of those games, whereas whereas Dave's Dave's only won twenty six. I don't realize you, you you played so much in the IPL. And you captained. I mean, like that's quite that's quite an experience. Is, is that a, is that is that a proud part of your record? It, it is actually. It, it is a. I reckon that was one of the most challenging things in cricket that mm-hmm. I, I had to experience was trying to trying to captain an IPL team with um, you know five or six different nationalities and even within the Indian ranks, there's you know guys ranging from international superstars down to nineteen year old plucked from some village mm-hmm. out of nowhere and, mm-hmm. and been given a chance and, and even there um, language challenges between the Indian guys was um, was interesting. So. Bringing that all together, and, and as I mentioned, the owners of teams, these franchises, they, they get pretty heavily involved and pretty emotionally involved too. So you're trying to balance all that side of it up too. So yeah, it was a, it was a great um, great challenge, very fulfilling feeling. I think we we won the title in, in the second year, and I reckon that's um, as fulfilling an experience as, as a lot of the success I've ever had with the even with the Aussie boys. So mm. just different types of challenges, trying to coordinate it all. How many games have you lost in your entire career? Because yeah. you go to India and just win, you win a couple of games over there as well. You're captaining. You're going <laughs> you going to lose much? Yeah, you ever lose much? Do you, do you remember <laughs> the losses? You must have. The two, the two, the two best Test cricket series that I played in, I certainly um, and think they might be rated as two of the better series in history. Um, were the only two that we lost. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah, it was against England 05 and India 01. Um, pretty decent cricket being played and. I didn't do a great deal in either of the series, so um, yeah, there, there, there was losses there. There was a few. There's a few losses I remember for um, Gordon, Point of and Gray. We, I don't think we ever got uh, all the way to the big dance uh, with the Stags, and so to um, Northern Districts, we did. We did have a, a, a good title win there in first grade, but um, yeah, the PGs was probably my. My area and Green Shield, Green Shield. I, I, I didn't necessarily always come away with a winners' medal at the end of that season. Yeah, well, that'll mean that'll mean a lot to so many that it still hurts, even though you, you, yeah. you know, you've won the IPL, you've won Test matches, Test series, World Cups. Yeah, I That's, like when he says win. Yeah. He, he just means winning the title as well. Who just talk about matches? <laughs> the guy oh, didn't mate, win yeah. those comps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's all about, about yeah. trophies yeah. <laughs> and, and, and winners, winners' rings. Yeah, as they say exactly. In the game. I want a ring. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's quite a trophy. Which, funnily enough, I managed to, on, on a side note, it's self-indulgent. We, we won three World Cups. I was fortunate to be a part of three World Cup winning teams. And a lot of people don't know, we were afforded the good old US-fashioned championship ring from previous days, like a beautiful gold ring, a bit of something like Liberace would have worn tickling the ivories there, but uh, pretty, pretty blingy sort of stuff. But... Um, I did a bit of a, as we all did in COVID and the initial lockdowns, I did a bit of a clean out of the, of the cellar and all the creek gear. Yeah. I can only find two of the three. <laughs> my, 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 my 2003 World Cup winner's ring has disappeared somewhere. So if anyone out there has found it, <laughs> let, let, let us know. I'm surprised you weren't wearing, wearing all three. Sort of yeah. dressed. I, I, like when I go to the shops now, I only feel like half-dressed sort of with, with two of the three. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll keep searching around for it. But if anyone finds a stray World Cup ring, send it in. <laughs> 
anything we can do to help. Please, please write in. Now, Gilly, you said before, you actually, you actually segued me in nicely because I was doing some um, doing some reading of The Guardian, the Johnny, Jonathan Lewis article on Sunday. Now, bear with me, Gilly, because this one goes for a little while, but it yeah. is to a point. Jonathan Lewis writes on Sunday in his Guardian article, Darkness washed over the Oval like a cruel sea. The champagne corks on the outfield would not, have, uh, would not be seen again until morning. The confetti danced alone. Moths flapped to the pavilion window, the only square of light left in, in the ground. Inside the Australian dressing room, however, illumination offered no solace. For much of the evening, they had laughed and drunk away the pain. The English came in to visit, but had not stayed long, eager to clamber into their waiting taxis and begin the festivities in earnest. And so the Australians commiserated alone, flip, flipping open the bottles of Victoria Bitter that had been purchased for victory, but would do just as well in defeat. This is obviously after the, this is the album dressing after the, the 2005 Ashes, obviously. A taut and awful silence gripped the room. Simon Kadditch stared at the backs of his hands. Sean Tate blew a one-note tune across the neck of his bottle. The silence was momentarily broken by a cricket ball rolling off the bench and hitting the floor with a thud. Well, fellas, Adam Gilchrist began suddenly. At least we can tell our grandkids we played in the greatest test series of all time. Ricking Potting harumped. How can it be the greatest of all time, he retorted. We lost. The click of a cigarette lighter interjected before Gilchrist, Gilchrist could respond. From behind a tall stack of pizza boxes, the slumped and cetacean figure of Warren slowly winched itself upright. Warren inhaled slowly and exhaled with violence, an angry cloud of smoke pouring from his mouth. Yeah, we lost, he spat, but we're still Australia. They won, but they'll wake up tomorrow and they'll still be England. Ian Bell will still be <laughs> Ian Bell. Ashley Giles will still be Ashley Giles. The bloke who came in and made seven, he'll still be the ginger bloke. Who's going to remember these guys in 20 years' time? Warren paused for effect. Nobody, that's who, he said. He had developed a habit of answering his own rhetorical questions, a trait that greater than the colleagues to an unfathomable degree, and which they could occasionally remark upon when he was out of earshot. But before they could dwell on their irritation, Warren continued. Yeah, they're having a bit of a party tonight, he said. But if Warney throws a party, it's going to be the greatest party the world's ever seen. What's Warren like on the circuit? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're more than him. I mean, does that happen? Did that happen? Is that true? Um, Cast him on that 15 years to deliberate to that. To that yeah, I well, I think I think they did wake up the next day and they were still England, and, and I think Paul Collingwood still had a bit of ginger in his hair. But, um, <laughs> um, what he called Liam Bell, the Shermanator, I think yeah. he referred to him as. But uh, oh, I, I think we gave it a fair effort at making sure that we um, tried to wash away our sorrows. Mm. That's the only way you can do it. Mm. I mean, really, after five days of test cricket, you've got to blow out, win, lose, or draw, mm-hmm. and try to wash away whatever the memories were. But, um, no, I horny on the circuit. Yeah, it goes, went all right, I think. Mm. You know, <laughs> yeah. hey. Okay. Um, I'm just thinking about his, mm. his mural specifically in his house, you know, mm. he's got Jack Nicholas and all that. I just want to – I just def- desperately want to see that, that's all. Mm. <laughs> There's a lot of things in Warnie's house that you think a lot of great creepers would like to see and would enjoy being hosted. So not not your average uh, great creeper that has a disco ball and a pole dancing studio down in the bottom of the basement, but maybe maybe I played for the wrong club. I played with you guys on that, actually, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the country drawl that gets me with it. Uh, okay, um, Gilly, we, we were talking uh, to Marnus earlier this week. You know, he's so big now, he's calling by his first name. Yeah, yeah. Um, friend. Yeah. We don't know which interview will come up first here with you two, but uh, we, we talked about his trope of like sort of being the big cricket nuffy, you know, in the, in the yep. side. He's outwardly loves the game. He plays for free, watches a lot of cricket, etc. You know, as you know, KO. Did you say, uh, sorry, did you say he does play for free? 
He'd like, he said he would play for free. You know, oh, he yeah. wouldn't want to be throwing those suggestions around. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God, look out, Marnus. I might have to ask him about that one time over the summer. But anyway. Um, as you know, as you well know, Gilea KO is now showing the shield. Um, you know, we're not sponsored by them, by the way. We just like to talk about them all the time. Uh, <laughs> I, I note that. I note that since this news came out, you know, many have been saying hey, the shield's on KO. Well, that's my weekend sorted. Mm. Um, so as an all-time yeah, great, yeah. where do you sit on the, the cricket-watching spectrum, you know, between, you know, someone who studiously and attentively devours every ball of the Sheffield Shield for the exclusion of all other things, all the way through to the idea that it's insane to think about watching domestic cricket in October because <laughs> you're not a one-dimensional character and you have a life? <laughs> yeah, there's got to be some middle ground there somewhere, doesn't there? But, I mean, geez, okay, I mean, it's... it's um you know, restaurants all around the, the Australia or possibly around the world, I uh, would imagine. I'm not sure if KO stretches internationally, but certainly around Australia, there's going to be some pretty awkward scenes in restaurants, isn't there? The romantic dinner with the bloke looking down at the phone between his legs, yeah. just checking to see uh, yeah. see whether Tommy, Tommy Cooper picked up another 50 or not. But, uh, <laughs> Cameron Gannon's steaming in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Cam Gannon's over with the West Australians now, isn't he? He's, mate, he's uh, all fired up, ready to go. So, it's going to be uh, interesting viewing. Park Twenty Five will come up a treat on the um, on the on the screen. Yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. ground there. That's that's that brings nightmares to me. That's where we used to do a lot of training in the Creed Academy down there back in the day, mm. back in the early nineties. Mm. And I tell you, she wasn't in any condition to host first class cricket back then. <laughs> but I think it's improved somewhat now. <laughs> I mean, what are we what are we supposed to be watching here, Gilly, with the with the shield? Because Justin Lang has obviously said that well, the team's basically picked, and that would that would that would ring true as well. So it's kind of like it's an extra thing of like, mm, what are we looking for? And I suppose that also might play into the to the the like the wicketkeeper question as well, right? Where Tim Payne really. Realistically, he's going to captain to at least the end of the Ashes, you would think, unless he has a disastrous summer and maybe Alex Carey yeah. sort of takes over. But, I mean, is there anything to sort of look for in this Ash- in this uh, Shield series, rather? Yeah, we want bat-offs winning. and bowl-offs. Yeah, winning. 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 Just winning. It's all about winning. We've yeah. been through this. You want a ring. A ring. That's all I want. <laughs> well, I don't remember getting a Sheffield Shield ring. Um, nah. uh, uh, I think that that's got to be some sort of um, focused on it, trying to win the Sheffield Shield, not just try and have practice games to get picked for Australia. Yes. I thought that's what the Sheffield Shield was, about trying to be, you know, find together as a team and, and, and win the tournament, win the series. But uh, but anyway. Do you follow uh, it that way, Gilly? Are you sort of like, oh, she's Queensland got to win this week. You know, they're on sort of um, 4.738 points now. And <laughs> yeah. There it is. And... Yeah, well, I must admit, when I do look at the, <laughs> the points table, I start to go, I'll wait to find out who's in the final and then follow it from there. <laughs> <laughs> it is, I mean, trying to do the maths on it is ridiculous, isn't it? But, yeah. um, well, I mean, we've, most of the bikes struggled to do the maths on it when it was six points for a win, two points mm. for first innings, and well, we still couldn't get the, <laughs> to get the scenario right. <laughs> Gilly, um, let's talk about the Aussie team a little bit. Like, just one on the culture and the evolution of the team, um, the players yeah. populating the team. Um, like, back in the era where you played, which we now know is the era of great safety, uh, we felt very safe watching very you guys safe. as children. Yeah. Um, yeah, blokes were big, they were thick, you know, hairy forearms. Yeah. They liked beer, yeah. except the king, obviously. Uh, they spoke out the sides of their mouth, still do. You know, they choked blokes if they needed to. Um, 
And now, now our blokes sort of they earnestly show love for backyard cricket. Mm. You know, they play country songs on guitar in their downtime, post them into social. Yeah. Um, and they regularly top up with Botox, you know, to maintain skin purity. A number yeah. of players do this. It's been confirmed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do, do, yeah. Do, they, do these developments sort of concern or excite you? And can only be one or the other. Yep. Oh, it's gravely concerning, really. Mm. Uh, you know, some of the evidence on TikTok, um, yeah. alleged, allegedly, uh, well, so it's been suggested to me, not being a active member of the TikTok fraternity, but yeah. uh, it's sort of a can spread a sense that, you know, it, it might be what they say. It's not just TikTok. It suddenly infiltrates other areas of your life and mm. you can't help but be exposed to some of the activities of some of the players on there and there. Not just their, the players, but their their wives and children and grandparents and um, yeah. even some animals have become involved there somewhere. But that's not an area we want to delve into, really. But uh, oh. uh, it's um, it's it's of great concern. I think we're you know we're really losing the focus on um, the good old fashioned celebration, mm. the old fashioned celebration that you know possibly could last a week. Um, so that that that's without having to turn your phone on. So that that'd be where I think they've got to aspire to get back to. So that's the next cultural challenge for Justin. <laughs> you mentioned uh, you mentioned the he's not one. Of, uh, sorry, he's not he's not one of the Botox type, is he? Uh, not to our knowledge. Not to our no, knowledge. No, not to our knowledge. Right, I think okay. he, he rolled his eyes at the idea. Actually, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Although his face didn't move when he rolled his eyes, which is strange. Yeah, that's so good point. that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. 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 look at his very tight that's forehead. Nice yeah. skin. Nice skin. Yeah, yeah. West Australian yeah, sun over there. Sun and rain. Yeah, uh, hairy forearm. Yeah, good points. Gilly, just on social media strategies, et cetera, you know, when, when you go to Google and you just type in, you know, Adam Gilchrist funny, uh, which is basically our, you know, research method for, for all interviews. Yeah. <laughs> one, of, one, of the, one of the top responses is is a, a little bit of a back and forth with you and Harbhajan a couple of years ago. Most people are sort of familiar with it. There's a replay of, uh, of his hat trick. You know, you're, you're, you're part of that hat trick. You just have a little, you know, it's not a pop. You just say, like, no DRS and a little crying emoji. Yeah. And he lost yeah. it uh, and um, said, you're always, you're always crying and stuff like that. Don't know if he was referring mm. to your emoji. Um, a lot of people mm. backed you up. And I sort of, I look at you. I look at your social now, Gilly, with respect, and it's just sprinkled with, you know, well-meaning business interests and social causes, et cetera. I mean, did, did that, I guess, did that did that conflict kind of force a change in strategy around your social media, or are we, we going to see some of the kind of the, you know, the, some of the Larrick and Gilchrist come back, which is what the fans want, whether that's TikTok or otherwise? <laughs> so, yeah, I hadn't stopped to reflect whether it was, a, whether I'd been turbinated and, and absolutely <laughs> just sort of blown out of the water, but... Uh, um, no, I, I didn't sit down and make an, a, an executive decision based on that little um, little lovers tip that we had there. I think I think we're all we're all, all okay. Arjun um, and I after that one, I, I think you know clearly at the end of the day, he's always got the ultimate response. And no matter what I serve up on social media, he just has to say, "Look in the school book, champ." So um, you know. Middle, the middle member of the first ever Indian hat trick. So I've not really got much reply to that, but um, but I'll, I'll I'll have a think about it. I'll revisit on on you know I'll take that on notice, and I'll go and revisit my social media and see if I can crank something up. Um, given the, the the vast array of platforms that I'm operating on, mm. 
I actually, <clears throat> I haven't seen this exchange, but I'm fairly certain off the top of my head that that delivery that got you out pitched on the second square mm. uh, outside leg. Any, anyway. Um, and I hit it. Just check the replay and see whether I <laughs> smashed it into my pad as well. Other than that, it was pretty close. I wasn't aware where Harbajan said you're always crying. I wasn't aware you carried that reputation of always crying. I mean, is that something you've heard before? <laughs> yeah, Toxic always. I mean, I could, I could point to that side you played. I'm like, oh, there's about f- at least 10 players who always cry a bit more than Gilkis. <laughs> 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 I think I might have been laughing walking off that after that decision, <laughs> just thinking how ridiculous that was. But uh, anyway, he uh, he got the hat trick. They won. Gilly, they uh, got the win. We've just seen. Um We've just seen the Australian women's team rack up 21 consecutive victories. And in yep. one of your um, very rare moments in your career, where you're a team that you played and kept winning, um, in 2003, you also had 21 victories. It was around the 2003 World Cup time, I think, you guys had 21 victories in a row. I mean, I, I just wonder, like, at, at that stage in your career, I mean, it must be hard because, as we said before, you won so often. But at that stage in your career, you must have thought, like, we're going to have to play so badly to lose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't recall those thoughts. But, um, no, no cryness. Yeah, uh, good, good group of players, wasn't it? Pretty, yeah. pretty well led. Um, uh, we got a we got a nice little bit of momentum up there. World Cups, yeah, ten in a row in a World Cup sort of got you the title. So if you had a good yeah. lead into a World Cup and then carry the momentum after it, you get to to twenty twenty one pretty pretty easily. I would have thought. I'm a bit surprised. A few other countries haven't been as I said, as I said right at the start, I was very fortunate to hang out with a pretty decent bunch of cricketers, so mm. timing was good for me. Mm. Adam Gilchrist, uh, that was a, a, a volley of questions with no real um, sequence to it in any way from me and I, but uh, you, you've dealt with them all very, very well. Uh, thanks so much for your time. Second time around, we hope to catch you during the summer. Yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward to. Uh, Seeing a bit of international career, a bit of big bash, but most importantly, just uh, hearing the stories and the tales and seeing um, who are in the finals uh, of the various grade competitions around Australia <laughs> throughout the season. Look forward to it. Be looking in the uh, the details section of the newspaper each week, wherever I am. Probably be Perth because no one's going anywhere at the minute. But I'll keep an eye out for um, all, all the leading run scorers that we could take us across the grade comps. Keep, keep, keep the dream alive, boys. You're doing a great job. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Gilly. Summer's around the corner. He goes, and as our listeners, our dear listeners will know, our great friends at Budgie Smuggler continue to support us, and we, in turn, continue would like to continue to support them. We would like to. We'd like to, and we will, yes, starting from now. Yes. They are doing custom-designed bucket hats, okay? They're back in. Bucket hats are back, yeah. It's like fashion comes full circle, back as in. we know. Back in. Just like the Wallabies are back in, separate cast. Well, for this uh, week. That's right, until, yeah. Mm, they lose 83 nil here. <laughs> Yeah, when it's not wet. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, I'll watch, though. Now, custom <laughs> okay. custom bucket hats. He goes, they're back in. Yes. Uh, we've been talking regularly about the sorts of designs one might make on their bucket hat that they can get from Bunch Smuggle. Now, I noticed a piece this week. You'll be aware in these COVID times that every kind of country or kind of uh, like area has a champion that everyone turns to to hear their view on the virus. In the US, it's Dr. Fauci. Yep. Everyone's listening to Dr. Fauci. Here in yep. Victoria, Melbourne, eh, credibility starting to decline a little bit. Mm. Dr. Sutton or Brett Sutton. I like, I like Nick Coatsworth. 
Okay. Everyone's yeah. got their own. Great this is, salad. This is the point. They're, they're making sheets of um, Brett Sutton. You can actually get his bed sheets. Good. He's a bit of a rooster. Sutton? Yeah. Sutton's daddy. Exactly. Sutton's daddy. And in the UK, you know who they've just rolled out for public service messaging? Who's that? Dr. Carl. Actually. Carl Kennedy. Kennedy, yeah. From Neighbours. Yeah. There's only one Dr. Carl I know. Exactly. Dr. Carl Malone. (laughs) (laughs) Mailman. So um, (laughs) Dr. Carl's been rolled out in the UK, and I'm just thinking, who are some other incongruous cult figures, you know, in in cricketing terms that you might want to put on a bucket hat? Let me give you a list. Okay. A couple of ideas. Incongruous cult figures that aren't us. Mark Cosgrove. Interesting. I'd mark Higgs first one to my mind. Nice. Yeah. I thought Mark Higgs was going to go all the way. So you know, did I. had a great innings with Steve Waugh in the American Time Mutual Cup in the mid-90s. That's right. To win a game. Oh, I was at the SCG. He mm. batted with Steve Waugh and, and he batted so well. I remember my dad's like, he's talent. Cosgrove. Um, had Same a, time as Anthony Stewart. Yeah, <laughs> which we know about. Um, that might be a Patriot thing. Yeah. Um, Cosgrove had a great county career as well. He, he was he played overseas yeah. for ages. It, yeah. there's, there's like the most recent bit of footage I saw of Cosgrove, like someone bumped him and then he like headbutted it. He headbutted it. But yeah. that's that, – I saw that headbutt. It's on YouTube. Yeah. That actually shows so much class from him. Firstly, I'm not scared of the ball. Mm. Secondly, like, when a, any ball, any missile is coming at your head, you naturally kind of blink and want to get out of the way. Yeah. He, like, this is a quick bowler. Yeah. He, like, almost, like, he just rode it. Like, it was like he was guiding yeah. it into the top corner. Exactly, yeah. Like a flick on. He was, he yeah, was, from, he, from the near post. He was sort of target man. It was a near post flick on. Yeah. That's just that level of, like, engagement with the balls, like, I'd, I mean, how good at cricket would you be if you're I, like, it's a tennis ball? Exactly. That's, but, but we talked about this when we were talking about, um, we we're talking to Wagner last week in mm. terms of like just when, when Wade was like just letting it hit him. Mm. Like, what, why are you doing that? Fear of the ball is basically nine tenths of the game. Anyway, uh, Cosgrove, yeah. Look, look standard one, Boone, Simons, Ian Harvey, Merv, Mickey yeah. Edwards, you know, became a cult figure, I suppose. And 100%. then the. You know, we talk about white whales on the show all the time. Yeah, um, and this isn't even a white whale. This is almost, uh, you know, he lives in a different, he lives in a different ocean. Bradman. That we can't. Uh, no, no, Bradman's dead. Okay. But, um, <laughs> Bradman's dead, Ian. <laughs> he died, Ian, in 2001. He did. Except he it. did. He did. Uh, no, Kerry O'Keefe. Oh, yeah. A bit of a cult figure. That's true. We're going very well with Kerry That's O'Keefe. That's true. That's true. Supplied a quote for our book, has yeah. been very supportive, yeah. has mentioned us on air, yeah. um, and um, we, we, awesome. we, hope, we hope one day we, we could, you know, share the stage with him, the yeah, metaphorical yeah, yeah. stage, the digital yeah, yeah. stage, whatever yeah. it is, when it, when, it's, uh, when, it, when it suits Kerry. Uh, and when it's COVID it. safe. When it's, oh, of course. Of course it's COVID safe. And uh, when it's financially safe. Uh, for us, that is. Yeah. He's, he's banging the door down. Yeah. Uh, so... There's, there's obviously a couple of cult figures you can put on your bucket hat. Designed by a budget smuggler. Easy, intuitive, Australian made now, Pez, in these times. You've said a number of great Australian icons yeah. there. Now, where does Harangara Harath fit in? Now, he's got Rangada? 400 test wickets. Mm-hmm. Great but he seems a bit culty to me. Well, it actually, yeah. Well, is it insulting to call somebody with such a successful career exactly. a cult figure. Have, have I just done that with David Boone, Murphy? Well, Hughes. I feel like Boone and Hughes are kind of like outside the cultiness of it. Yeah. Because that's, they're too big to be cult. Yeah, you actually cross the threshold. They're mainstream. Dean Jones? Mainstream. Yeah, it's interesting. He was described as a cult figure. I saw in a few places, RIP, uh, in recent kind of obituaries. I did a piece for Crick Info many years ago yeah. and it was on cult figures and I uh, suggested to my editors mm. who uh, are in Asia mm-hmm. uh, that Inzamamul Haq was a cult figure. Okay. And I was 
quickly rebuked, and rightly so, saying he's the guy scored 8,000 test runs he's at 48. cult figure in terms of his comedic runouts. He's a cult figure in Australia, which says more about Australian disrespect to a bloke who averaged 48 with 8K test runs. Yeah. And we're just like, Inzy. <laughs> <laughs> we are like that. Uh, Inzy, he's a <laughs> laugh, isn't he? We're going to rope Linda. Type in Inzy. Oh, yeah, got, like, got run out all the time. No, he averaged 50. Yeah, he's a bit fat, isn't he? Mm. Yeah, that's uh, true. Have another Mars bar, mate. I know that was uh, Ranatunga, but still. It's all the same in the mid-90s. Wrongly, but it is. Wrongly. Budgiesmuggler.com. <laughs> One moment. of the better ads. I need a moment to compose myself after that. Paul Noble writes in Pairs, hashtag RTDC. Here we go. Uh, let's just do three of the best here, okay? Okay. Oh, well. That's all right. Go and watch me. No, we're down two cameras. We're down two cameras. Um, Paul Noble writes in. Flintoff, Trump, and Tate Ball. Let's just, let's just, uh, j- just for those who are, you know, listening or watching this on YouTube, yep. the two cameras that may involve, you know, y- yours truly have now died. So no, if you are watching in no, YouTube. No, just one. Just one's died. Oh, okay. This one's still going. Yeah, yeah. So I just thought, interesting. The camera set up. Now we're just watching here. <laughs> and shot. you know what? <laughs> That's most of the feedback. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Noble writes in, Pez. Rig, he goes. <laughs> Fuck off. Flintoff, Trump, and Tate Ball. Dear Bishop, dear Bishop Pesman Tutu and the, and the notorious HIG. Nice. Four years ago, I moved from England to my wife's hometown in rural Midwest USA. As a self-confessed cricket tragic, I thought I'd finally let, left Saturday's field of rig shaming, shower anxiety, and just generally spending my time with blokes I despise behind me. Instead, spending them helping my Trump voting, gun-loving father-in-law on his land. My father-in-law thinks almost certainly. Sorry, my father-in-law thinks almost certainly thinks of me as a liberal European cuck, but still an upgrade from the blokes at my hometown cricket club. Mm-hmm. This all changed about a month ago, a month or so ago, when I, when I discovered that a group of international students at the local university had started the Tape Ball Cricket League at the local Little League baseball field. I averaged 30-odd with the bat, 20.51, and 20-odd with the ball, 36.59, last time I had played real cricket. Plus, Saturday mornings attempting to avoid all political conversations have become somewhat draining given the current political climate of the US. So, last Saturday I turned up wearing my university training shorts, of course, registered myself to play, and hated it just as much as I knew I would. I was bounced out of 16 yards for three by an engineering student in in jeans and flip-flops who barely spoke English and would only refer to me as Flintoff. I wish I could tell you what... uh, I wish I could tell you that was meant as a compliment... On my all-round cricketing ability, it's not. I'm wank. (laughs) But rather, it was a comment on my rather poorly constructed post-lockdown rig. As it turns out, rig shaming is a universal language. Who knew? After being asked to open the bowling, I was banished to the long grass of the baseball outfield after two overs. Turns out, swing bowling doesn't work with a tennis ball covered in tape on a gravel baseball diamond. Again, who knew? What is it about a Saturday that means I must occupy my time with something at my absolutely despise? Am I Saturday afternoon am I Saturday afternoon sadist? Is the nickname Flintoff problematic given his recent admission to dealing with bulimia? If I watch KP Masterclass playing the short ball on Cricket Australia's YouTube, will it help? Why do I hate these people already simply because they're smarter than me? Is this a sign of deeper seated issues? What's champ in Hindi? Will I ever earn the respect of my father in law? Unlikely, but maybe. A bit to unpack here, lads. Thoughts? Yeah. Paul. 
Can't, thanks, Paul. Can't unpack all of that. There is a lot to unpack Beer there. Going that's, on um, yeah, that's therapy stuff, I think, on. for you. Yeah, head straight there, actually. Um, driving. Well, let's be clear on the rig champion front. Here goes my former comments. You have a wonderful rig. Simple as that. Thanks, man. People are looking at you. Not in lockdown. Okay. Let me tell you. You got a, you got a, you got a post-lockdown rig? <laughs> Fuck yeah. 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 yeah relative to your standards. I haven't been to a gym in a long time. Are you sort of Coley T20 relative to the rest of his career? Yeah. Maybe. There you go. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Not even that. Not even that. I'm young Ranatunga. I like the setting here. Like I like the um, convergence of cricket culture with like Midwest USA. Yeah, I like I really also. like that. Yeah, I really yeah. like how that plays over into yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah. And I like what's been set up. I like the we were into Trump territory now and cricket culture. This is really good. Yeah. First thing I thought like I wanted to mention on that point, somebody someone wrote in this week saying, you know, is 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 Biden is Joe Biden the first Democratic nominee who's essentially a teeth-based selection? <laughs> just because we're, we're, we're in the U.S. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like it. So just a, that's a, it could be. It's yeah. Not much else doing uh, upstairs. No. Nah. Um, he's he's, he's, he's deteriorating rapidly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. God bless yeah. his soul. Bit dotty. Um, a bit dotty. Got him up. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Andrew's going to have to go off the top here. <laughs> Everything's fucking cricket. Can't escape, Can't, escape <laughs> Can't escape it. Can't escape it. Can't escape it. You know, uh, God forbid, like touch wood, nothing, you know, like that ever happens to your family member, but you're still going to have that reflex in your head, aren't you? Oh, Don Muppy. You hear yeah. words and just yeah. like trigger straight into exactly. it. Exactly. So, yeah. Mm. You, 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 your thoughts aren't you. It's not um, It's not just champ. It's fucking everything. Yeah. Any word can do it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, oh, you slug. You never, you never. Yeah, look at this slug here, son. Oh, there's Bo Webster in my head. <laughs> How do you listening? I'm just thinking about Bo Web, Webster. Yeah. Okay, okay, come on, uh, come on. Look, the the thing with this is that you never, you're never as good as you think you are when you return to the game. You, you have, I mean, we've talked yes. about this before. Like you think, oh, I'm going to be able to execute at this level. Yeah, yeah. Now I've gone to play in yeah. the US. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm the king here. Yeah. I'm actually from the home of cricket. I'm going to yeah. teach these guys a thing or two. Big There's fish. always going to be two or three people yeah. who are genetically better than you and come from the same situation. They love the game more than you. They're already there. Yeah. You're never going to be able to achieve what you can. Now, part of that is that you think, well, I'm so good. I'm going to apply essentially pro cricket level statistics as my standard. Right. You know, I'll, I'll go yeah, average yeah, yeah. 50, etc. Yeah. yeah. Here's the deal. Unless you're a pro, nobody averages 50 at anything, not even at grade cricket. Like the, like the top 10 run scorers or average getters in first grade cricket, I reckon the bottom five will be 35. Yes. 35 to yeah. 40 or whatever. Yeah. People literally just don't – they can't hang in there that long without making a mistake. So lower your standards for starters, Paul. 30 is good. 30 is a good score. We're going to do a live show bit on that whenever we're able to get out. We're going to prove that a score of 200 is good in all levels of cricket apart from pro cricket yep. and that 30 is a good average and yep. 30 is a good score. Anyway, that's 30 why is, you, 30 is fucking amazing. 30 is a great score yeah. and we all laugh at it, but we deep down know that it's a really fucking good score and I'm going to keep my spot next week. You walk, you score 30 on Saturday. You walk, you're in the car on the way home. You're thinking, job done. And and you've got good day, good, yeah. and you've got good reason to think it. We laugh about it, mm. but I don't want to give too much away. Thirty is fifty, and I'm going to mathematically prove it. Thirty is the pros fifty. So realistically, it, but but ultimately, he goes. You can't like unless you're a really good cricketer. It's not going to be in your makeup to dominate. 
you can't dominate any level because you don't actually know how to win or dominate. Even if you're in Midwest USA and no one plays cricket because you've never done it your whole life. You don't actually know the feeling of winning. Um, so don't ask too much of yourself. You can dominate if you are playing against geriatric, geriatrics, children or people with physical disabilities. Yep. Um, but even then, as we learn, nothing can be taken for granted. You know, when you... I like the idea of like going to the US and be like, I'm going, to, I'm going to be the best player in this country. But it's like when you start a new job at the office or you've been working at the office for a while and you're like, mm. no, I'm the athlete here. Yeah. And then someone will come in and just be like, oh, this guy's got seven caps for Queensland. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's Fucking sake. hell. Every year. Now I've lost my identity. Who are all these people who are good and yeah. actually don't care about the game? Just goes to show there's like, because like you think about, so how many people have played England in the 19s, Australia 19s, you know, fucking whatever the second best team of rugby in the All Blacks is, mm. you know, how, like there's so many people every year who played Australia 19s who don't make it, who yeah. stop playing when they're 20 because yeah, whatever. first grade. And yeah. like there are so many of these people around in society that they're just going to pop up every now and again. Yeah. And if you, if you exaggerate your statistics to someone and they just like they just keep their they keep their counsel they're like oh you play a bit oh, I, I I stopped playing um, uh, after I got my first uh, rookie contract because uh, I oh oh no <laughs> you know you kind of like I've never been here like you draw it out wouldn't you yeah I played a bit yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does, yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 I just play and you, tr- you yeah. talk about it like you're playing with friends in front of other corporate colleagues yeah I used to play a bit when I was younger yeah 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 and like, you, you know, who'd, you, who'd you play for? Oh, I was playing down. I was I was playing down Balmain there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are, yeah. You, are you M Smith from the? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So in the corporate scene, he's like, oh, can we get? I can't even speak. And I was like, oh, I can call him. Uh, Smudge is a friend of mine. Yeah, uh, he's uh, mm. Steve Smith. Oh, how Stephen. Do you know, how do you know I just call him Stephen. Yeah, Stephen, <laughs> my friend Stephen can yeah. do it. Yeah, Stephen. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope that answers it, Paul. Um, <laughs> good luck in the election. Good. <laughs> good luck to Joe Biden. Yes, and Got- Kamala. Guy Fawkes writes in, hello, Ian and Sam. Due to the nature of my employment, I would appreciate if this were kept to Anon or even Guy Fawkes. (laughs) Tried to torch Parliament in the 1500s. Yeah. Um, Thanks for taking the time to read my submission for hashtag AskTGC. Heads up, there's a bit of an identity crisis and complete rethinking of my life choices to come, but I feel no one else will listen to me except two guys on the internet. Ha ha. Space between the ha's there. Mm -hmm. There's been plenty of references by both of you to earnest conversations over the last few shows, both for the freeloading cucks and those of us who do indeed pay $1.25 a week to hear you two banter merchants chat shit with surprisingly humble fellas behind paywall. As I can imagine, most blokes like myself who once thought they were 12 tons in a row away from a baggy green do indeed long for earnestness and congeniality with guys they spent a great portion of their spare time with. Would a fucking hug from dad ghost from my dad go straight too? I need to draw on your recent earnestness to ask a question of you two roosters who have successfully given away the code. What the fuck do you do on a Saturday? Is my entire cricketing – and this is an important question, he goes, because yeah. someone's about to start. We've had a few others around That's this. That's right, mate. What I'm meant to do – is my entire cricket? The question goes on. Is my entire cricketing identity, and therefore my decision to spend my Saturday playing the code, based more on the fact that I could once a, once upon a time bowl 120 kilometres on a decent spot, or am I just doing this because I know that my subpar rig won't stand up on the beach on a warm January afternoon? Is this playing? Is my is this playing this wretched game something I'm destined to do until the cricket-induced melanoma kicks in? Enlighten us all on how you broke free from this drug and how you managed to stay clean on a Saturday. No one that listens to this potty actually likes cricket and we all do to some degree want to break away from the game to spin a quote from a wise man embrace your weird but instead embrace your earnest pesto pasta and hig rickopotamus let us all know (laughs) 
if I'm not standing in the fucking boiling Australian sun doing fuck all except for hoping the ball gets hit as far away from me as possible, what the fuck else do I do? Loving the content lately, gents. Wish more blokes had big mitts and big hearts like Jason Crazier. Yours, Guy Fawkes. He goes, what have you been doing? How'd you break away? What have you been doing? I don't know why that needs to be um, anonymous, but um, I won't question his motives. He might be a test player. Yeah, yeah, due to the yeah, nature yeah. of my employment, yeah. I can't say that I want to leave. Oh, Manus is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Never knew. I, I think like how I left the game successfully is just because I became. I just had other things going on. I was so busy with other things that it just like it almost. I didn't almost didn't miss it. And then, I mean, I enjoyed my Friday nights when I was playing. Friday like, nights, I got that down. Let alone, let alone when I got out of it. But like now, I'm just thinking like, what do you what do you do on a Saturday? I can't tell you what it's like to have the the freedom yeah. of waking up on a Saturday and realizing you've got the entire weekend. You've actually literally doubled your enjoyment of your entire life because yeah. a lot of people like live for the weekend, Pez, mm. maybe not the right way to go about things. But if you're a young person, the weekend is a great time to escape the job that you probably hate, yeah. um, get away from the parents that you don't, mm. you probably spend a little bit too, too much time around. You're seeing your friends, you've got a bit of money because you're mm. in your early twenties and, mm. and, and you, you know, your world's your oyster. Mm. Friday night, weekend begins as soon as Mate, work finishes. Friday night is easily the best night of the week to go out. Mm. It's fucking awesome because everyone's mm. working their jobs that they kind of hate. Let mm. the hair down. Mm. You've got blow two days to steam. recover. Blow off a bit of steam. It's all good. That's that's the best one. So, like, I mean, don't worry about, like. The, now, what do you say to these blokes out there who are, you know, screaming in their earphones? Oh, man, I had plenty of beers on Friday night for cricket. Yeah. Fuck off. Well, yeah. Okay. So, so. Fuck <laughs> off. So, like. Oh, you have a few. You know, you know. What you don't know what to do with your Saturdays when you have committed to a season of playing cricket on Saturdays and it's washed out. So then you, you haven't like legislated any time in your week where um, you have Saturday off. So you're not organizing to see your friends on Saturday. You're not thinking about like, oh, if I wake up early and go to a nice cafe, go to the beach or whatever. Because you've planned your whole like, what, what's cricket season? Seven, eight months? Something like that in Australia? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. The whole time is like that Saturday is taken up. Sunday is like Sunday you probably committed your one day week to your girlfriend because she's angry that she can't do stuff with you on Saturday like the rest of society are doing. So basically like if you're busy enough in your life, you won't worried about it because Saturday becomes a good day or or just get like really fucked up on a Friday and, uh, you know, spend the day on Saturday and then recover on Sunday. Have one sober day of your life. I, I couldn't agree more. Like, I, I mean, the answer to the first question, I can't remember what I've been doing since I broke free, really. Yeah. Is it like it's all just a bit of a mess? And like I've been doing this one thing, yeah, you yeah. know, in the way that you think I about like cricket. Spanish, oh, now. on Saturdays and Sundays I play cricket. Yeah. Eight hours hitting cricket balls, Jack Weatherall. Yeah. Um, but I know I don't spend an inordinate amount of time feeling nervous about cricket yep. anymore. Anxiety through the not. week or on Fridays. Going to sleep on Friday, waking yeah. up on Saturday. Like, I'm not saying it's, you know, full on anxiety, but just a butterfly. It's just these kind of extra, like, elements of pressure that are about, you know, cricket being wrapped up in your identity for probably perverse reasons, um, but are still there, r- rightly or wrongly. You know, you don't have to worry anymore when you leave cricket. You don't have to worry anymore about playing 4D chess when it comes to cricketing social interactions yep. on the field and off, yep. you know? Get to the ground late. Oh, who's the official timekeeper? Oh, no, it's not. I'm going to get a fine. You just, it's just gone. You're just sleeping, hmm. brother. Brothers. Uh, you know, cafes, more, you know, going to the water, sleeping in. Friday nights are yours again. Women in sundresses, if that's your bag. Bags. Fifers, <laughs> 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 uh, you, know, you mean? Da- yeah, get, get, get a bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, yep. Day drinking. Less sunburn, Mate. you know, the, all these things. And you don't, like, I don't look back on the last 10 years ago, I've had all these things necessarily, but they're all, it, it's the availability of them. 
It's and, and it was the d- d- denial of that freedom while playing cricket as you get older with a job and other responsibilities that became problematic. It's like, oh, th- this game does not – I cannot give the amount of time that it wants. Cannot give. It wants. It, it, <laughs> it it, wants. It's so demanding it of my time. Yeah. And even when I'm giving that time, I'm still not even involved because I'm not that good. Yeah. Yeah, two blokes on the screens. Fuck's sake. You know, like on a Saturday – Saturday day drinking is like – now that's a time where you can actually spend time with – Friends mm. that you are emotionally invested in and you care about, and they will look after you in your hard times and they're there for your good moments. Cricket is like, I hope this guy fails so I can stay in the team and he gets dropped before me. That's the relationship you have in a club cricket sense. It's fucking ridiculous. Anyway, let us know how you go for the season, mm. um, guy. Um, that should be good. Pez, uh, I think we should probably wrap yeah, it up there, mate. Wrap it up. Yep. Yeah. Um, you can find more of the hashtag ICDCs, the begins of voice of areas, uh, patreon.com forward slash crack cricket. Mm. Uh, thanks to Adam Gilchrist for joining the show again. Nice to see him on after 94 episodes. Manus um, next week. Manus is on next week. And then after that, well, well some irons in the fire. A few irons in the fire. Mm. A few irons in the fire. See you next week.